Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. We look upon a vast forest illuminated by the reddish-orange light of an enormous setting sun. Directly opposite the red orb is an equally enormous half-moon. Both celestial objects stand motionless above a misty forest of giant trees that all lean towards the sun. We then slowly sink below the forest canopy, past leaves and branches, until we settle upon a branch where two squirrels sit next to each other, munching on some acorns. Hey, Flappy, who are those guys down there talking to Demir? I don't know, Rocky. Probably some adventurers who plane shifted here by accident. Yeah, they look lost. They look like losers. Yeah, lost losers. <laughs> lost losers. <laughs> so you guys uh, say your goodbyes to Denier, and you start making your way to her grotto. Goodbye, my friend. Tell my buddy Ogma, I say, what's up? <laughs> Because that is what the kids are saying these days. You say, what's up? <laughs> and, and tell him, thank you for all the blessings. And yes. hopefully the many more to come. I will. And uh, it was nice meeting you all. And good luck. Tell him I said he should pay more attention to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He's more than just a paperclip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The guy, that's all he does. He talks about you all day long. Jay, uh, Agma this, Agma that, praise Agma, get the money for the Agmas. And then, <laughs> what does Agma do? Maybe I'll bless you, depends on what you roll. Weird. <laughs> do not, do not tell him that! <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you make your way through the leading forest that's illuminated by this eerie, permanent twilight. And you soon come upon a grotto and you look into like a like a narrow cave entrance and see a craggy tunnel that leads deeper into darkness. And all is quiet, except for like a deep wind that howls through the jagged stones. This is spooky, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you in there? You don't hear any response. Okay. So we have to just bellow. Lady of the Fray, where be Again, there's no response. Okay. I, mm. Can I light up the can I light up the glow ball or does Christine have to or it's Okay, as doesn't have to. Uh it's a drift globe? <laughs> glow ball. I love this glow ball. Yeah, you just say a command word to turn it on. Okay. It's not something you get uh, from Walgreens. So it's actually a quite rare magical item. Who is this wall green you speak of? <laughs> the glow so, ball. So, okay. This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, what is the command word? Glow ball. Sure, glow ball works. Okay. Right on. Glow ball. And I wanted to light up the cave and I want to start um, creeping 
into the cave. Okay. I follow him. All right, so you guys make your way into the cave. Wait, I didn't say I went in. Okay, well, these guys are heading but in. But I'm going in. No, I'm going in. I'm just <laughs> So are you Different. all in the cave? <laughs> We're all in the cave now. Well, as you make your way. <laughs> all right, so you make your way around several dark and craggy corners, and you soon come upon a large cavern that's dimly illuminated by a flickering silvery light. And in the center of this cavern hovers an aura of silvery flames speckled with blue, white, and amber sparks. And within this aura of silver flames, you see a two-handed sword encircled by tongues of spiraling flames. They look just like the spiraling flames on Halia's statues in Firehammer Hold. Ah, Cullen, look at what's in the flames. Aye, the heart greatly desires it. Wait, everybody <laughs> calm down. I slowly, slowly walk towards Stop. it. I put my arm out. Stop! I hold my hands out. Oh, it's so beautiful. Stop, it's I slap so his hands. I slap his hands down. I grab onto him, his hand, and I'm like dangling off of it. Slow down. Like it's a chin-up bar. Okay, okay, we have to talk about some just standard basic rules of life. Don't wake a sleeping wizard. And if you see something that belongs to a god, you probably don't want to touch it unless the god gives you explicit uh, permission to handle hey, but the, it. The cave is empty. There's no one around. I mean, you know, no one's using it. Colin! This is giving it. me a headache. And then as you guys are uh, doing that, <laughs> pulling on Colin and stuff, you all hear a distant and ethereal voice emanate from the aura. Welcome, Avengers of Firehammer Hole. Oh, Haley, is that Hi. you? Oh, the sword talks. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. May I ask who it is who's speaking right now? It is I, Halia Brightax. Oh, hey, girl. How's it going, man? <laughs> I wanted to properly thank you for your deeds in bringing my vengeance against the Duogar who slayed my blood maiden. We would like to thank you for your assistance in doing so. We appreciate all of the blessings. Aye, and me sword and axe grow thirsty for the blood of even more. <laughs> nice. It was, it was our pleasure. You see, I died in a battle fighting La Duguerre long ago. And afterwards, I was lost in a void. There, I was unable to answer the prayers of my followers or aid my clerics in battle. They eventually lost faith, and the worshippers of Halia Brightax diminished. But not all gave up on me, like those in Firehammerhold. And though few and far between, the prayers of the still faithful eventually was the spark that reignited my extinguished flame. Unfortunately, with so few followers, I am still just a small piece of my former self, and my powers are weak. But I was able to gather enough strength to call you here in your dreams, so that I may give you more than just a blessing through a statue. Here, I can give you a proper gift, though 
I wish I could give you more. Hey, well, you know, that sword is really nice over there. <laughs> I think that's what she's giving you. But I'll take whatever you give me. You don't have to give us anything, Halia. We're we're in this for the good of mankind. And some some treasure, I'm not going to, you know, step on Colin's toes over here. <laughs> well, but, you know, anything that helps in the fight, you know. We are actually here for the good of all creature kind. <laughs> yes, you are all true heroes. That is why I have chosen you. May this gift help you fight the foes of the dwarves and all the goodly people of Toril. That's and right. may it help you through the fray and bring you the joyous sound of smiting worthy foes. Aye. Yeah. Now, all of you, touch Flame Bolt at the same time so that I may bestow my gift upon you. I and a one and a two and I a reach three. my arm forth. Wait, are we going on three or are we going we're on? We're going on go. We're going on go and a one so it's and a, a okay, two what? and a three <laughs> and a four. Go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when you guys touch flame bolt, a silvery tendril of light flows from the spiraling flames and latches onto you. And then a bolt of energy surges through you and you're suddenly filled with an unbridled energy. Like you just got a shot of adrenaline. And you're also suddenly overcome with an uncontrollable rage. Everyone roll initiative. What? Oh my God. What have oh you boy. done? Mm. I, did we get tricked? We got tricked. I don't know. It's bullshit. Eight. 14 plus three is 17. 18. Sweet. All right, so Jake, you're suddenly jacked up with energy and your mind is filled with thoughts of rage and vengeance. And as this is happening, you feel like, like you're losing control of yourself and that this energy that's flowing inside of you is gonna explode. Roll a d20. All right. 15. Okay. Now roll a d10. But I just rolled a d20. Now roll a d10. <laughs> so bossy. So bossy. An eight. Okay. Ooh, that's good or bad. <laughs> okay, so Jake, uh, you suddenly begin to grow, and you are now eight inches taller. I'm popping out of my shoes! <laughs> I look down at my muscles, I look down at my height, and I'm like, and I've got my, my pants are a little short. But, uh... <laughs> All right, Esmir, uh, you, your little body is suddenly filled with so much magical energy that you feel like you're gonna explode. Roll a d20. Oh, boy. I got an eight. Oh, you actually do kind of explode. Oh boy. And suddenly, a huge stinking cloud erupts from your body. Everyone roll a constitution saving throw as this nasty stinking cloud envelops you. Oh man. What have you done, girl? This is bull crap. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> I got an 11. 18. 16. 
All right, so Jake and Cullen, you guys, uh, you react quickly and you get out of the way in time, or maybe you cover your faces in time. But Esmir, uh, you're caught off guard by this, and you take eight points of poison damage. Bullshit. Oh my god, what did this... Helia! I think it's like, it's not working. Oh, Helia! And you hear Helia's voice emanate from the aura. Oh, oh my goodness. What is happening? Something's not right. <laughs> what did this? Oh boy. Can we stop you this? See, you see, when you put your faith in the hands of the wrong god, you see. Amma, where are you? <laughs> All right, Cullen. So you see these things happening to your friends, and you also feel this, uh, this energy and this rage building up inside you, ready to burst out. Roll a d20. I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, three. That can't be good. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so the energy buildup inside you is so massive that it bursts out of you as six magic missiles. Oh my what? god. And you can decide who the missiles hit. Oh my god. We're all gonna die. This is gonna keep going until we die. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna roll a D6. One to three, it's Jake. Uh, four to six, it's Esmeralda. Okay. Two, Jake. Sorry, Jake. Bye-bye. That's the thing that sucks. They don't miss. All right, so Jake, uh, six magic missiles suddenly slam into you for a total of 24 force damage. Oh, my God. Ooh, he's already in heavy. I would be bad. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Halia, this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, as this... Uh, this divine energy surges through you and uh, manifests as these powerful spells, you can hear Halia inside the aura. And she sounds uh, worried and confused. She's like, oh boy, yeah, uh, this is not what I thought would happen. And so you guys, uh, you quickly surmise that this is not a trick, right? But instead it seems to be, you know, an issue with the, uh, with the gift or with the, you know, the transfer of this power to you guys. Okay. And as that's running through your minds, Jake, roll another d20. <laughs> oh, come on, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I just rolled a six. Okay. Suddenly, shadowy black tendrils appear all around you, Jake. And they begin lashing out. And they hit Esmir and Cullen. So, Esmir and Cullen, roll a constitution saving throw. Oh no. Oh boy. I rolled a one. 17. Thank God I put my points into constitution. <laughs> All right, Esmir, so you get hit by one of these uh, tendrils that lashed out from Jake, and you take nine points of damage. Oh, oh my God. That's Alia! not good. I don't like your gift-giving techniques. It's not really working out so good for us here. That's why I'm not religious, people. This is exactly why. It's confusing. <laughs> and as you're yelling that out, another surge of energy builds up inside you. Roll a d20. Okay. This is really not cool. Oh boy, I rolled a seven. Okay. Suddenly, a silvery beam of radiant light shoots out from your chest. 
and you can decide who it hits, and they're going to have to roll a constitution saving throw. He's got the constitution. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm going to roll one to three is Jake. No, you should make it me, because my constitution's higher. It's it's Cullen. All right, Cullen, a beam of light is burst out of Esmir, and it's burning into you. Roll a constitution saving throw. Please be high, please be high. 13? Uh, 13 is not enough. Not enough. Oh. And you take 2d10 radiant damage. Oh, oh my geez. god, what Sorry is happening? Sorry about my boob light. Did my boob light nick you, buddy? <laughs> Sorry. My boob light. <laughs> it was more of a cleavage light. And I got cloven. 19? <laughs> yep, he takes 19 damage. So you rolled a 10 and a 9. You almost got the highest that you I know. can get. Holy cow. Well, my hit points cool. did go up from leveling up, so that's something. Halia! And as you call her name, you hear her say, uh, Hey guys, uh, sorry about all this, uh, but you know, in my defense, it, it's been a while for me. <laughs> okay. But you know, <laughs> I forgot that even a small taste of my power is sometimes too much for mortals to handle. Oh. Listen, you have to try and calm yourselves. Uh, think happy thoughts, happy memories, you know, to try and tamp down the berserker rage inside you. Okay. Helen, you're next. Roll a d20, and if you're thinking happy thoughts, you can roll with advantage. Alrighty then. Oh, please, with advantage? Well, what are your happy thoughts? I'm thinking about riding horses on the open plains of uh, Albonia and like hunting boar with uh, Elric in the forests. Nice. Nice. Roll a d20 with advantage. Albonia. I like it. <laughs> 11. Mm. All right, so you're thinking these happy thoughts and you're you know, trying to hold back the rage, but the energy continues to pour out and you suddenly grow a long beard of colorful feathers. Cool, man. Wow, far Shit, out. that's cool. <laughs> okay, so Jake, uh, Halia says uh, happy thoughts or memories might help uh, stop these magic surges. So what are your happy thoughts? Um, hey, think about Oifinian. <laughs> so I'm going to jump down to the ground and I'm going to think of my buddies back and um, uh, Raylet and Camlet back at the silent room and all of the, and all of the good times that we had together. Okay, nice. So roll a d20 with advantage. 17. Okay. Please be good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're thinking about those happy memories, trying to calm yourself when your skin suddenly changes to a vibrant shade of red. I'm Crimson Jake. Big red, you're big, you're big red now. (laughs) I'm six foot eight, I'm Crimson Jake. (laughs) <laughs> now I'm looking at my hands. I'm looking at my hands and the newly exposed skin from my shorter garments. And I'm going to say, what the heck is happening? And I'm going to shut my eyes. I'm going to shut my eyes and I'm going to continue thinking of Raylet and Camlet and all the good times we had. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. <laughs> all right, Esmir. Uh, so these happy thoughts seem to be working somewhat. At least no one's uh, shooting out magic missiles or poison clouds right now. Uh, so what are your happy thoughts? 
All right, I'm gonna think about uh, my childhood um, friend, my little squirrely whirly friend, and how we used to play in the grass together and talk to each other when I was little. Okay, nice. Roll a d20 with advantage. Before the whole world turned to shit. <laughs> Before your tragic backstory. 16. 16, okay. So you're thinking about your happy childhood when suddenly you start to levitate. What the hell okay. is happening to us? Okay, 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 I can do this. This is not bad. I can float. Jake, you look really weird, bro. <laughs> and then Esmir's going to try and float swim over to Jake in the air. I'm coming, Jake. Keep her away, keep her away. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Keep her away. I gotta fix you up, bro. <laughs> You're the not so jolly red giant all of a sudden. All right, so Cullen, uh, the happy thoughts seem to be helping. No one's exploded yet. Uh, so, what are your happy thoughts? All right, so happy thoughts are what has I've been talking about hunting boar. You hunting know. boar, okay. Roll a d20 with advantage. 16. 16, okay. So you're watching Esmir levitate uh, when suddenly you start to levitate. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on this way. <laughs> I, there's got to be some way to, you know. Come on, come on this way. Uh, I need a chill pill. You have any, Jake? Get some pipe weed. Get some pipe weed out. <laughs> All right, Jake. Esmir and Cullen are both floating above you, and you can still feel that that rage building up inside you wanting to burst out. What are your happy thoughts? My happy thoughts are still my friends and I traveling across uh, the Great Lakes in our little boat. Okay, roll with advantage. Uh, 13. 13, okay. So, uh, you you start to feel your body changing. Uh-oh. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 15 plus 7 is a 22. There you go. All right, so you're uh, you're thinking your happy thoughts, trying to calm yourself, when suddenly you go, meh. <laughs> <laughs> you control the magic surge, and you stop yourself from turning into a sheep. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Darn it. But now, but so hold on a minute. Am I still red? Yeah, you're still red. Am I still six foot eight? Yes. Okay, but I lost the wool. Yeah, you lost the wool. <laughs> okay. You know, you, you felt yourself morphing into a sheep, right? <laughs> uh, but you stopped it before it actually happened. <laughs> and then when he was going, when he was going, <laughs> Asmir was like, just rough, like she was about to start clapping. And then when he didn't happen, she was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Could have had another furry friend. Halia, can you can you stop this madness for one minute while I heal myself, please? <laughs> Halia, you got some explaining to do. Uh, I can't stop it now. It's out of my hands. It's up to you to take control and stop it. All right, Esmir, you're up. Okay. So what are your happy thoughts? All my happy thoughts are... Maybe one day Jake will turn into a goat and I can pet him and milk him. 
They have to change more than just into a goat. I hide my nipples and I say, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. And then I'll make cheese for Colin with his milk. That would be freaking cool, man. Mm. Hard traveling okay. cheese. And I rolled a 15. Hard traveling goat trees. Exactly. Roll a d10, Esmir. Oh, no. Nine. All right, so you're you're floating up above Jake, uh, thinking about uh, him being a goat, uh, when suddenly you shrink nine inches. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> nice. Her clothes get even baggier. Wonderland. That's where we are. I'm cool. I'm cool, guys. Don't worry. I'm cool. <laughs> All right, Cullen. Esmir's shrinking. Jake's bleating like a sheep, and the rage is still burning inside you. You got to get in control and calm yourself down. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that the same happy thoughts are ultimately going to work if they're ever going to work. So, I'm still thinking of, you know, the uh, enjoying the outdoors and and, and hunting and, and you know sleeping rough in the in the country and you know long walks in the woods. Nice roll with advantage. 20. 20. Nat 20. Nice. Please tell me that's what it takes to get out of this. All right. So you're you're thinking about spending time in the beautiful wilderness of Albion when suddenly you start to gently float back down. Oh. And though you're still uh, wired, those memories were enough to calm the rage and you no longer feel those magical surges inside you. Here you go. Yes, good, good, good. Just like that. All right. But Jake, you're still feeling the rage. You got to calm yourself down. Okay. Advantage. Happy thoughts. We are traveling across. We are um, We're t- talking about our stories of the silent room, and it is happy. The sun is shining, and the wind is in our sails. Cool. Uh, 14. Oh, mm. geez, no. I don't want to start floating. <laughs> and we all float on towards Jake. <laughs> all right, so Jake, you're kneeling on the ground, focusing on those happy thoughts, when you start to feel strange. And you watch as your uh, red skin begins to turn green as you suddenly transform into a potted plant. Oh, <laughs> And the rest of you uh, look and see a pot with a sunflower plant growing out of it. I feel funny. Halia, Jake is a housewarming gift. <laughs> rectify the situation. Well, don't forget to water him. I'm supposed to have happy thoughts he's, if he's a plant. Well, that's a lot simpler life. You just, you know, you wait for the rain and you enjoy the sun. We'll change his name to Robert. <laughs> ah. Robert Plant. Robert Plant. Got it. All right, Esmir. Cullen seems to have gotten himself under control, uh, but the rage is still growing inside you. And Jake's a plant. <laughs> okay. That's another happy thought. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a title. Um, no one's gonna believe this. I'm gonna have to write a song about this. Okay, I rolled with advantage a seven. Because I dropped the one. Okay, so you try to calm yourself, uh, but the surge of power is just too much. 
and another beam of light shoots out of your chest. Oh no! Movie light! It's coming at you! <laughs> Who's it gonna hit? Ooh. Okay, so let's, can I just say, I aim my breasts over it. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh no, light beam, light beam, and then I shimmy my chest over it. <laughs> Put my arm over my <laughs> eyes. Turn off the high beams! Hey, buddy. <laughs> All right, roll a constitution saving throw, Colin. <laughs> 21. Nice. Okay, so uh, you brace yourself against the high beams and you resist its radiant light. Mm. And you're now in control of your rage and your actions. So what do you want to do? But is there something he can do now? Can he cast an action or use an action? Yeah, he's back in control, so he can act normally. I could take an action? Mm-hmm. If I were you, I'd run out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I kind of want to see what happens to you guys next, but uh, is there anything I can do to help them, though? I don't really I don't have any buffing abilities. And you, uh, you hear Halia's voice say, Now help your friends. Try to calm them down. Okay, well, I guess I'll just start. Um, jeez. Oh, I, I, Jake, Jake, remember that time? I'm talking to a potted plant here. Remember that time <laughs> you brought the bastard in a string into town? That was a good day. Oh, yes, those were happy thoughts. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. All right, so, Jake, uh, you're sitting in your pot uh, <laughs> thinking happy thoughts, and Cullen's, uh, he's crouched down next to you talking about the good old days. So roll with advantage and a plus two. Ah, 17. Thank you for trying. All right, so even with uh, even with Cullen's happy memories, you can't stop the magical surge. And your, uh, your stalk and your leaves uh, suddenly turn a bright yellow. Oh. Uh, that goes with the sunflower. <laughs> so, Esmir, uh, you're floating up there, and you look down, and you see Cullen uh, crouch down, talking to Jake, the potted plant, <laughs> and you feel the magic begin to surge again. You need to calm yourself down. Okay. Um, my happy thought's gonna be sitting at the tavern with those guys and Jerry and uh, Jack and Sir Istival and uh, my hunky friend, the ranger guy, what's his name? Kelson? Kelson, ooh, Kelson, and me and Kelson are holding hands. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool, Cullen? Aye, aye, twould be. <laughs> this is less a memory than a, than a fiction you've created for yourself, but you know, whatever floats your wedge of iron Is that cheese. gonna give me a plus two? No. It didn't seem he's, he's over there. He's over there talking to the plant. Roger. Yeah. Whatever Roger. floats your potted plant. You're you're talking to Robert. I get it. What does that say? Twelve. Oh. Okay. So uh, the magic surges out of you as a puddle of grease. A grease lightning. Oh, Sandy. But she's floating. That's right. You're still floating. So what the hell does that mean? Uh, let's just say you um, you float back down and land in the grease. Roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
That sounds a little, this you know, I think that's just lazy DMing. That's lazy DMing. <laughs> Five. Ooh. All right, you slip and you fall on your butt. But at least that you were seven inches shorter, so it's much, you know, it's not Closer as bad to of the a ground, fall. Yeah. So Cullen, Esmir's lying in a puddle of grease and Jake is still a plant. What are you going to do? Hey, uh, Jake. Help me. <laughs> you smell so good, Jake. You smell, tell me smells nice. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, uh, jeez, oh, what do I do? Oh, jeez. Oh, remember that time with the whippy cushion. That was a good time. Remember that time. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, Cullen's still trying to help you think happy thoughts as you sit there in your pot. <laughs> so what is your uh, your little plant brain thinking about? <laughs> I'm going to switch my happy thoughts to when Halia first blessed us and she knew what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll with advantage and a plus two. Please, 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 please. No plant, no plant. Yes. A 20. Oh, nice. yeah. All right. With Cullen's help, you've calmed yourself. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cullen. I run over to him and I give him a hug. <laughs> and as Jake turns back into himself, you hear Halia. Yes, good, good. Just one left. Come on, Esmir. Happy thoughts. Yay. My happy thoughts are now that Jake is not plant anymore, then maybe we can resolve this unfortunate occurrence. And then we can all be happy. <laughs> Sixteen! Oh. Huh? You start floating again. <laughs> and we all float on towards Jake. <laughs> Alright, Cullen. Jake's no longer a plant, but a greasy Esmir is starting to levitate again. She's having a hard time controlling the rage. What are you gonna do? Um, Esmeralda, oh, remember that time that uh, I fell in the water seven times? That was hilarious. <laughs> that, was good, that was that was awesome. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, Jake, how about you? You doing anything? Yeah, I want to bless us all. Okay. I want to burn in a spell slot, level one spell slot, and bless the three of us. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe... Agma can help Haley sort this mess out a little bit. <laughs> okay. So everybody's been blessed. Okay, so Esmir, you're thinking your happy thoughts. Uh, Cullen's tr uh, telling you funny stories, and uh, Jake has blessed you. So Thanks. it's time to get this rage under control. So roll with advantage and a plus two, and, uh, and the bless will roll uh, automatically. Okay. If I don't roll a 20 here, people, then <laughs> then things are bad. Oh, oh natural no. 20. Yeah. She natural. rolled a natural 20. That was going to work no matter what. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I rolled a 1 and a 20. That's oh, the, wow. Oh, that's got to be even more A nat 1 and a rare. nat 20. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. All right, so with the help of Jake's bless and uh, uh, the memory of Cullen falling in the water. Repeatedly. You <laughs> calm yourself down. And as the rage subsides, you float back down to the ground. And then from out of the aura, you hear Halia say, Oh, thank Moradin you're okay. I was really worried there for a moment. And as she's talking, you guys see that the silvery aura is beginning to dim 
and her voice is beginning to fade. And other voices begin to fill the chamber. Voices that are calling out your names. And the voices grow louder and louder. And suddenly, you're back in your bedrolls with Jack, Liam, and Mags shaking you guys. Wake up! Wake up! And you quickly sit up and you see that it's still night out and that the entire caravan is crowded around you guys. And Jack says, you guys were all having some kind of nightmare. You were <laughs> screaming and floating. We've been trying to wake you up. Hey, you woke me up too soon. I was just getting to the good part. <laughs> that was a plant. Are you guys okay? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> well, as you guys are um, getting your bearings, uh, you realize uh, that you're quite sore, but you don't have any wounds and you have all your hit points. Uh, but Jake, you're still yellow and eight inches taller. What? And Esmir, your skin is still red. And Cullen, uh, you've still got that beard of feathers. Oh, boy. Uh, and you're all still <laughs> jacked, right? Like you just drank a pot of coffee. So I'm going to jump up. I'm going to grab Liam by his the, by the uh, kind of the lapel of his cloak. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go, I am not okay, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your skin? I have no idea, but this sucks. Esme's going to say, I'm going for a jog. <laughs> I just start running. I leave. I'm just going to run as fast as possible. Yeah, you guys are definitely not sleeping tonight. Come jogging with me. I'll take out. I'll take first two watches. <laughs> so what do I do about this feathery beard? <laughs> what do I do? You trim it. It's kind of becoming, actually. <laughs> AC flies over to Colin. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin, as you're uh, as you're thinking about your new look, your new beard, uh, roll an intelligence check. Intelligence. Oh. I have a feeling it's going to fade over time, but I don't know that seven is not good enough to know. Well, this this might be your new look. Oh, my God. But you don't know. I don't know. Jake, ponder on it. <laughs> I can try if I'm allowed to. Yeah. Anyone who wants to uh, try and figure out what to do about their, uh, their new looks, uh, go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Intelligence check. Mm-hmm. I'm not too intelligent. A four. That's a bird feather, that's for sure. Okay, as I run by, as I run by, let me try and figure it out. She's just running in circles around the camp. She comes back on one lap. I'm exhausted just looking at her. I got an eight. Fourteen plus four is an eighteen. Okay, so uh, you're pretty sure that a remove curse spell would clear things right up. Jake, you gotta remove the curse! And I keep running around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Curses, as I found out with with the um, Phylon spear, are really, it's, it's, you gotta be real, it's, they're rough, you know? And only clerics can do remove curse. Remove curse is a level three, so I, I could technically choose that. Okay. If I'm allowed to change what I've got. Uh, you can change it in the morning when you do your prayers. Okay. 
All right, so you guys are uh, too jacked to sleep tonight. Uh, so is there anything you guys want to do to pass the time till morning? Um, what I'm trying to figure out, though, is what 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 happened as far as, like, what effect? Are we blessed or something? Or do we have, like, some augmentation of some kind? Yeah. So I'm going to, like, test my skills, you know, like, try to jump as high as I can. Yeah. And, do we feel you different? Know, just, you know, uh, uh, you know, sprint and experiment and see what uh, maybe if there's a physical thing to this side to this. Okay. So you uh, spend some time trying to figure out what the hell that dream was all about. And if you, you know, actually received any kind of boon from Halia. And you all soon realize that you did. And that this boon is called Halia's Haste. Mm. And this new power allows you to, um, once a day, uh, call for Halia's aid when you are below half your hit points. Mm. And then, for the next five rounds, you are jacked up with Halia's Haste. <laughs> uh, your speed is doubled, your armor class is plus two, you had uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you gain an additional action each turn, which you can use to attack, but only with a weapon, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. And then after the spell ends, you can't move or take actions until after your next turn as a wave of lethargy sweeps over you. Wow, that is one. So there's a little bit of a downside. Yeah, but not much. If we're down by half our hit points already, it might, or worse, it might be like, you know, the, the thing you do right before you kick it. Yeah, right. It would basically boost all of us enough to where we could probably stave us off to the end of the battle and then be completely or exhausted. Run. <laughs> or run. Yeah, you know, we might be... Get the F out of Edberg, you know? Yeah. So, so back to where we're at right now, we never got a long rest, right? Because we can't, because we're all jacked up underneath the influence of this thing. Yes, so you guys are unable to fall back asleep, uh, so you won't get a long rest tonight, and tomorrow you're going to have a level of exhaustion. Okay, well, will we have negatives because of being exhausted? Or yeah, will... one level of exhaustion means uh, you roll all skill checks at a disadvantage. Okay, right. So now, Jake, it's time for a shave. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stand next to um, Colin, and I'm going to go... <sighs> <laughs> just like that the whole time and jake laughs and i'm gonna look around at other people and i'll be like pointing over to his beard I'm like, <laughs> all right so you guys uh spend the rest of the night playing with cullen's feather beard and uh soon the eastern horizon begins to lighten and the birds begin to sing their morning songs. And the caravan begins to slowly awake from uh, last night's excitement and prepare to hit the road again. And if you uh, make good time, you should be in Sucumber by late afternoon. So go ahead and do your morning prayers and rituals. So I'm gonna do my prayers. During my prayers, I'm going to choose the remove curse. Um, from bestow curse, I'm going to change it to remove curse. Okay. Can he do it only once a day, or can he do it multiple 
It's an Dice. it's a spell. It's a it's just a level three spell. So I've got three slots. I can do it three times. Oh, perfect. Can I roll my portents? Mm-hmm. Seven and a seventeen. Oh, nice. And then let's see if we have a lucky day today for the gray bag of tricks. Number six. Lucky number six. Okay, guys, you want to see my uh, fluff ball again? Oh, yeah. Lots of people gather around to watch. Okay, everybody starts taking bets. With the money Esmeralda gave them. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Whiskers! Whiskers! It's it's the rat. There's a couple screams and people (laughs) run away. Shush! That's not nice. There's a couple No one screams when they see your face. I get mad. I hop on Whiskers' back. I hop on his back. I'm like, check it out. Come on. You're just jealous. You can't ride him. He's the same size as you. Oh. Okay. Sorry, Whiskers. I was just kidding. <laughs> you killed him. I was, no. <laughs> you squashed him. I was thinking about the panther. That's what I was thinking of. Arthur Pantherelli. <laughs> panther, rat. Yeah. To, to Esmere, they're both just as cool. <laughs> All right. So, Jake, you want to uh, remove these effects from Halia's uh, dream last night? I am. I'm going to say, be gone with you, you mad bitch. <laughs> and I, but what I want to do before wait, we do Wait, this, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Jake, seriously? You're going to call her a bitch? I was a floating plant. I was almost a sheep. <laughs> okay, she she's not a you, bitch. She's, she gave she's, you her behaviors yes. haste. She yes. can't help it. She's got a lot of power. <laughs> do you call Agma a bitch? Agma's not a bitch. He's only ever helped us. He never turned me into a potted plant. <laughs> and what's wrong with being a plant? What's the matter with you? Yes, my, my apologies, Halia. Um, okay. So, so I'm going to cast Remove Curse. But I don't have, like, anything to drop on him, so. Yeah, so you just cast it, or do you, do you say anything when you cast it? I say, I'm sorry, Halia. Make this madness go away. I'm sorry, Halia. Please come some other day. Remove curse. <laughs> and as you cast that, uh, Cullen suddenly sneezes, and the feather beard poof flies <laughs> off of his face. <laughs> oh. And then Esmir starts jumping out at him all. I got it! 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 <laughs> That's great. Okay, so who's next? So then I want to look at Esmir, and I'm going to say, um. She's she's not floating though, right? She's just no. She's uh, shorter and her skin is red. Okay. Return, return. Be gone, the color of the night, and return, return to your normal height. Poof, remove curse. Ooh, (laughs) that's cool. I'm not sure if red is the color of the night, but it yeah rhymed. Well, it's it's twilight. A blood Um, moon. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Hey. Don't correct poetry, stupid. And I'm gonna say, now, for me, bring me back to my normal self-remove curse. Poof. And just like that, all three spell slots are burned. Burnt. But hey, we're normal, and I'm feeling better. The rage is gone. <sighs> but you're exhausted. I'm so freaking tired. And I, I, I look over at everybody. I'm like, guys, he gets a little cranky when he's tired, so don't be surprised. What? 
<laughs> All right, so you guys finish up, and the caravan begins traveling again down the Iron Road. The sky is clear, not a cloud in sight. Uh, definitely no storm this time around. So if all goes well, you should be in Sucumber by late afternoon. So you guys are pretty exhausted. You know, you're coming down from your Halia High. Uh, <laughs> but do you guys want to do anything as you travel today? Uh, yeah. Jake! Yes, my friend. Jake, yes. Give me that pearl you got there. I'm going to make you uh, an earring. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. With my jeweler's kit, you don't, you don't, do you want a nose ring or an earring? I want an earring. Okay, I'm going to make you an earring. That would be fantastic. Oh, you know, you can use that now and get uh, one of your third level slots back. Yes, I could. I could use that first. Hold on one second. Do that first, and then give it pearl to me. Pearl of power, pearl of power, cast yourself upon me. Thank you. And I get my third level power back, and then I'm going to give that to her. Okay. And Azmir's going to use some of her copper wire, um, and she's going to adorn the pearl in, in a weaved copper setting. Very cool. And she's good. Yeah, and so it's going to be a pearl with copper. Cool. Nice. Thank you so much. You are such an artist. I've been working on my um, jewelry making skills. You are fantastic. You're a bard and a yeah. jewelry maker. It's right. I'm what they call multi-talented. <laughs> you are what I call wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> She's a renaissance gnome. <laughs> exactly. That's what us gnomes are all about. But you're also going to have to pierce my ear, you see. Yes. Uh, Colin's going to help out with that. I got a dagger. <laughs> Do <laughs> you have anything a bit thinner? You know, like a needle or something. <laughs> I don't want you to pierce it once you've removed the lobe. Just hold real still. I've got skills. <laughs> All right, so you guys spend the day uh, bejeweling Jake. Nice. nice. And by, uh, by mid-afternoon... Uh, the plains that you're traveling through begin sloping down to the south. And from this vantage point, you can see far off in the distance the sparkling waters of the Delambir River as it reflects the sun and snakes its way west towards the Sword Coast. When you finally arrive at Sucumber, the sun begins to touch the western horizon, bathing its gate in a warm glow. And as you near, several guards approach. Last time you were here, you know, the guards, they uh, pretty much ignored you. Uh, but this time, your caravan has attracted their attention. And one of the guards calls out, Halt! What is your business here? Who are all these people? They're refugees from the sacking of Jolkin. Who we have rescued. Wait, you're saying that these are the citizens of Jolkin? That's correct. We've liberated them, you see. And all the people in the caravan are nodding, right? And uh, and Liam, he steps forward and he says, uh, It's true. Uh, we were prisoners of goblinoids, and those guys rescued us. That's right. Those guys. These guys. <laughs> and that guard, uh, he then tells another guard uh, to quickly inform the Lord. And the guard runs off into Sucumber. And then the first guard turns back to you and he says, Come inside and have an audience with our Lord. Okay, and first guard, excuse me. 
I got a question for you. Yes, what is it? Just so we can be prepared, is your lord a douchebag or is he a nice guy? <laughs> Which so, category does he please, fall into? Please forgive my friend, Tim. I'm going to no, call I you just... Tim. I don't know what your name is, guard one. <laughs> Tim. So my friend here, she's a little bit, you know, on the, uh, what do you call that? She sort of, she has edge. no filter. She's on no the filter. <laughs> and we're all very tired. So yeah, if you could tell us, uh, give us a general sense, is he an accepting overlord or more of the, you know, less accepting kind? Douchebaggy kind. <laughs> Our lord is a fine lord. He's one of us, a man of the people. Now please. And uh, the guards all move to the side, uh, you know, to allow you inside the gate. Nice. Okay. Nice. I just need to know these things before so, we have an audience. I followed Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way through the gate and uh, park the caravan in front of the stables. And as you wait, you begin to see the quiet streets of Succumber come to life, right? People are coming out of their homes and buildings. Some are running around to other buildings, calling for folks to come outside. So you can see that the news of your arrival is quickly spreading through the town. And these people are starting to gather around. And you see that uh, most of them are human, but there are a bunch of halflings too. And they're gathering around in groups, looking at the caravan, whispering and pointing. And then you see another group walking down the main street towards you. And you see that guard that ran off. And at the head of this group, uh, is a handsome man with long brown hair and a ponytail. And he's wearing uh, leather armor with two short swords strapped to his belt. And hanging from his shoulders is a fur-collared cape. And you guys are definitely getting uh, kind of a serious ranger vibe off this guy. Uh, not like a noble kind of vibe. Okay. And he approaches the caravan with authority, right? And he says, I am Craig, Lord of Succumber. Is it true that you are the missing citizens of Jolkin? We aren't, but they are. We liberated the citizens of Jolkin. They were held captive in the dungeons of Firehammer Hold by a bunch of evil Duggar. Yes. We slew them with great prejudice. And then Lord Craig uh, steps closer and he uh, walks around and looks at all the sad and disheveled faces in the caravan. And he says, but there are so few of you. They mined the rest to death and then fed them to the spiders. Scum. And they spit on the ground. And then you hear a scream. And then a woman bursts from the gathering crowd and she runs towards the caravan. And then one of the Jolkins calls out, sister. And they run towards each other and embrace. And Lord Craig sees this. And then he turns to the crowd and he says, Succumber, our Jolkin brothers and sisters have returned. Let us welcome them home. And the crowd moves in and surrounds the Jolkins and embraces them and welcomes them. And Lord Craig says, you shall have food and shelter and all of the hospitality that Succumber has to offer. Nice. You're a good man. I pat him on the back. And pickles? Do they get free pickles? <laughs> of course. Pickles for everyone. <laughs> and then he, uh, he turns to you three. So, I assume you are in charge of this caravan. Am I correct? I Yes. We're leading it. 
We are just leading it. We're not in charge of them. We are just, uh, we are escorting them back to their place and keeping them safe and as fed as we possibly could. Ah, very good. And I'm told you are the group known as Those Guys. Yes. Well, those guys, minus one. We lost a fellow traveler in the dungeons. Good friend of mine. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Unfortunately, that is a tale I hear too often from the adventuring groups that travel through Succumber. I... But you look tired and thirsty. Yes. Let us sit and have a drink. I would love to hear more of what happened and what you've discovered. Well, cool. Please, follow me to our finest inn, the Sticky Pickle. Oh, I kind of had a feeling that would be the case. Nice. Hey, why I'm, not? Why not? I want sure. to thank you for offering such fine accommodations. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I also have a couple river barges docked at the pier. Ah. I'll have them prepared and ready to take you and the caravan to Julkin in the morning. It'll take a day off your journey. Hi, I'll be welcome. Hey, Cranky, you're not half bad. Oh, well, it's the least I can do. The sooner they get back, the better. I think you're fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. And don't worry about the Jolkenites. They'll be taken good care of. You see, Jolkin is our sister city. Their loss was our loss. Many of our citizens had family and friends in Jolkin. Okay, so while he's talking, Esmer's like, she's kind of squinting her eyes again, and she's like, and then she's like secretly is going to roll like something to just make sure that he's on the up and up. Sure, you can roll an insight check. Yeah, it's right. You know, sometimes when people are like too nice, (laughs) Esmir gets a little uncomfortable. You think they're going to cook us? I I don't know about this guy. So I I rolled a 12. You get the feeling that, uh, that he's being sincere. Okay. And you can also see, you know, with your own eyes, that the Jolkanites are being taken in by the citizens of Succumber. And as you're walking by, you hear things like, uh, do you like stew? And the first thing is a hot bath. And um, I have some clothes that will fit you. And uh, I grew up with your father, you know, stuff like that. So uh, you're definitely getting the feeling that, you know, these people are gonna be treated well. It's all cool. Yeah, and that you have you don't have anything to worry about. Okay, and Esmir gets filled with a great sense of pride. Hmm. Which she doesn't usually get very often. Usually she's like, that's fine. But that's a really cool thing. Yeah, and so the crowd disperses, you know, taking the Jolkanites to their homes to take care of them. And your uh, horses and carts are also being taken care of. They're being put into the stables. And um, you guys uh, start making your way to the Sticky Pickle. Right on. And uh, Jack, he's walking with you guys, and he's like, uh, uh, I hope they have good ale at this uh, sticky pickle. I've kind of been spoiled by the fire hammer ale. <laughs> well, I did grab a cask or two on my way out, you yeah, know. Yeah, I think we still got some stashed <laughs> away, buddy. <laughs> So you guys enter the sticky pickle, and it's just as sticky as you remember it. <laughs> you think you even see some uh, some cream pie stuck to the ceiling from the last time you guys were here. <laughs> and of course, everyone in the tavern 
is uh, talking about the citizens of Jolkin, right? And uh, as you walk through, uh, many of the patrons nod at you guys and raise their tankers to you. And uh, you even hear someone say, hey, I threw a pickle at that one. She was levitating. (laughs) (laughs) I look out around the room. Do I see any adventurer looking types? Yeah, you definitely do. This is, you know, as you know, the place where the adventurers hang out. Um, but you don't see any that you recognize from before. Oh, okay. So they, they never came back. Kind of had a feeling that might happen. <laughs> and then I have a, my harp strapped to my back, like a guitar in my back. Mm. Okay. Because um, while we were, you know, traveling, I was kind of practicing a little bit. So it's visible. Okay. And you sit down at a, a nice table probably uh, Lord Craig's private table here at the Sticky Pickle. And uh, and right away, that barkeep that argued with the bard last time you were here, uh, he runs up and says, uh, my lord and guests, welcome to the Sticky Pickle. How may I serve you? Better than you did the last time. <laughs> and I point at my eyeballs, and I point at him. <laughs> I point at my eyeballs, I point at him. Don't mind, my friends. What do you say that you get us all a round? What are you going to have, Esmia? Oh, I'm going to have... Could you make me a boozy pickle with some splitsy splats on it? (laughs) And a dash of uh, rhododendron leaf. Uh, I can try. You could try, couldn't you? (laughs) How about for the rest of you? I'm going to have a jake juice. And if you don't know what the recipe is, here. And I hand him a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) We all order off the menu. He's either handing out religious flyers or the recipe for jake juice. (laughs) You're darn tootin'. It's on the backside. (laughs) It's on the backside. (laughs) It's on the backside of the Agma pamphlet. Worship Agma. Agma is great. Yada yada on the backside, Jake. <laughs> so uh, I'll have an ale. Okay. And Jack and Craig also order an ale. And uh, Craig says, and dinner for everyone. And prepare your best rooms for these four weary travelers. Oh, and hey, guy. Yes. Can you pour a glass of mead and put it down right here? Uh, I sure can, yes. It's for our friend who's not here. Very good and he runs off to prepare your order. That guy better make my drink good. <laughs> I hope at least one of the courses isn't pickles. <laughs> We're going to get the pickle flight first, I know. <laughs> and I hear these guys complaining, and I'm like, I close my eyes and just say, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. <laughs> at least I'm not yellow. <laughs> at least I'm not yellow. And as you're waiting for your drinks, uh, Craig asks, So, what happened to the rest of the villagers? You you said they were imprisoned and enslaved? We are not sure what has happened to the rest, but we believe that they are being enslaved elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, but there was also the mass grave. That's true, Mm. there was the mass grave. They killed a lot. But it wouldn't account for every citizen. We think some of them may have been led off into the forlorn hills. I'll tell you, Craig, mm, yes. it was a horrible sight and smell. And they're obviously building siege weapons and, and arms 
for some great conflict yes. yet mm. to come. And I think we're thinking, we're putting two and two together, that they might be wanting to siege Daggerford uh, because they were making those ladders that go over the walls. Hmm. So, you know, be ready for the call. Daggerford may need you. Hmm. That sounds foreboding. And what about the dwarves of Firehammerhold? What happened to them? Do you mean the bad guy dwarves or the good guy dwarves? Well, the keepers of the hold, the followers of Halia Brightax. Dead. All of them dead. The Duogar had taken over the entire place, so we believe that they are either enslaved or absolutely obliterated. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Either way, it is sad, and we must, must avenge their death, you see, or their enslavery. So Firehammer Hold is empty? It is now. So it'd be a good place for, let's say, wannabe adventurers to explore. Uh, no. Um, no. Uh, no. Ah, no. Okay. Well, because you know, adventuring is a big part of our business here in Succumber. Eh, no, because we are gonna. We have plans that are more respectful to the previous owners and their goddess. Right. It's not a playground for adventurers. It's going to be... Well, it will be a little bit of a playground, because we're going to have some concession stands and the ride. Oh, that's right! Yes. <laughs> we're but going to know, name it Two Flags. My, my worst fear, though, is that they just fall into the big pit under it and never are seen again. Very well. I'll respect your wishes and won't say a word. I'll just keep telling them it's full of blood maidens of Halia Brightax. No one dares go near that place because of that. Oh, good, good. That sounds like a good plan. And then your drinks arrive, along with a complimentary pickle flight. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Lord Craig raises his tankard. Let us make a toast to Jolkin, to the safe return of its citizens, and to those who will never make it home. Hooray! Clink. Hi. And I raise my glass to the end of the table where... That mug of mead sits. Yes. And to all those who have fallen before us. Yes. Yes. Ching, 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 ching. And Jack and uh, Lord Craig, they toast to that. And then your dinner arrives, uh, which is fresh zorp arranged on a bed of pickles. Zorp? Mm-hmm. Zorp. Is there little friendly animals in this dish? Well, zorp is a fish. It's like the trout of the Delambeer River. Mm. Okay. Do you got something that doesn't have some friendly creatures in it? Well, there's the pickles. <laughs> Roll my eyes. Okay. All right. So you guys have your uh, Zorp uh, with some of the uh, best tartar sauce you've ever had. And uh, you have some more drinks. And um, so is there anything you guys want to do or talk about with Lord Craig before we uh, before you turn in for the night? Can we can we have a song, perhaps? Esmeralda, have you learned anything for your harp? I actually have been working on a song. Um, a very bardish song. Because it's about a specific event in time. Mm. So you're going to go up and perform on the stage? Yes. Craig's like, uh, careful, it's a tough crowd out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so Esmir goes out onto the stage. Okay, and as you step up there, the you know the room starts to settle down as they notice you taking the stage, and there's suddenly a lot of you know whispering and mumbling. She's gonna take her harp out, and she's gonna be like, she's gonna tap on this this thing that's sitting up there. It kind of amplifies the sound a little bit. It's it's a wooden cone attached to a stick. Yeah. And she puts her mouth too close to it at first and it makes some funny sounds. Hey guys, my name's Esmir and I've recently taken up harp skills and become a bard. And, and you, uh, you hear someone in the crowd say, oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> Excuse me? I'd be careful. She doesn't like hecklers. Well, then you're in the wrong tavern. These guys never learn. Okay, so here's the thing. When you're a bard and you have to go up in front of people and do this, it makes you feel kind of vulnerable. And so I'm going to sing you my first song. And I just want to let you know that it's very, very a vulnerable situation. And sometimes when people know pretty deadly magic skills and tricks, you probably don't want to mess with them when they're temp- when they're feeling vulnerable. Here, here! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I could kill y'all in a couple of shakes of a stick, but I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. And with that <laughs> You guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> Of 
ใจข่าวันเสาร์กันก่อนแพทวอนเพรับสกีวิสต้องเชิญนอสวันเอ็ดมีไงไปเรียนอยู่ but when my long song finally got to you your head like silent raindrops fell ding ding Stuck on a pike as a warning. <laughs> so now you people bow and pray to the pickle god I made. And the bard flashed out his warning in the words that he was singing. <laughs> Yeah, but you were really good. That guy, other guy, sucked. <laughs> I told you he sucked. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so that was a fun moment, right? Our first bard performance by Esmir. So just a little uh, backstory. Uh, Christine's been taking this whole bard thing for her character pretty seriously, and she's been thinking of songs uh, for a while now. And I told her that you know we'll be returning to the Sticky Pickle at some point, and that she could you know play a song on the stage there if she wanted to. So she came up with a song. Uh, we had no idea what it was, and Eric had no idea she'd even been working on something when he said, uh, "Hey, Esmir, how about a song?" And so then she sang it to us, and we were all blown away by it. And so then, when it was time to edit, I went and found a harp rendition of "The Sound of Silence" by Simon and, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, and I cut it in there, and it just worked out perfectly. It was really fun. And as a DM, it's really fun and fulfilling when the players take something about their characters or something about the adventure, and they make it their own. And it's really satisfying when it stems from something um, that you came up with yourself or something that you uh, homebrewed. Because in the original uh, Scourge of the Sword Coast module, it was a warhammer, not a harp. But I changed that because I thought a harp uh, or a warhammer was kind of boring, and also because of the name Harp Shield. So I put a harp in there, and it kind of makes it even cooler now uh, because of that one change. It set off a whole new arc for Christine's character, right? For Esmir. So that's been really fun to watch uh, play out. All right. So speaking of fun. Uh, as you know, one of the fun aspects of playing a tabletop game is rolling all the different types of dice, right? 
And it's something that we miss now playing on a virtual tabletop, right? We're rolling the virtual dice. But I think that's about to change because Roll Radio has just hooked up with someone who makes the most uncommon, cutting edge, and some of the most beautiful RPG dice out there. They're called Fan Roll. They were formerly Metallic Dice Games, and they have tons of different types of dice and dice accessories like, you know, bags and trays and towers. And they sent me some samples and their gemstone dice. Uh, let me tell you, um, I've been rolling uh, plastic dice my whole life playing games, and this changed everything for me. I was like, why? I've been doing it wrong this whole time. So do yourself a favor and check them out at fanrolldice.com. And at checkout, put in the promo code ROLLRADIO, all caps, one word, and you'll get 10% off of your order. And then you can see what it's like to roll premium dice. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And tune in next time for that uh, post-performance Sticky Pickle Glow. <laughs>